So, like, take off to the great white north. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Take off, you hosers. numbers uh it's a little different one today we have because of carter and chris are away at their coaching the fleming the fleming knights hockey team they're, I think they're in ottawa right now or just coming back um we got a little solo one with me and then we also have esteemed guest previous listener of uh, actual listener of the pod uh gord brown right on it's a pleasure <laughs> thanks for having me no worries man it's a little um, bit disappointed you don't have your yellow shirt on. Oh my god. Alright, it's white, whatever. Uh, so yeah, so Gord is a writer for uh, Barnburn mainly, and then uh, editor in Leaf as well, the Leafs fan-sided site. Um, so it'll be a little bit Leaf-centric today, but that's not a bad thing, really, um, with what's in the news. Um, so first off, Gord, um, we asked this about all of our guests. So generally, how did you get into hockey? Uh, well, like most Canadians, I'd say, grew up playing it from a young age, uh, pretty standard. Got into writing about four years ago, um, site approached me, uh, just the independent site. We were, re- we were named TSPN before, uh, now barnburner.ca, it's been that for about two years now. Um, nice. Just from there, I've covered not just hockey, I've done CFL, uh, a little bit of TFC here and there, but not too much. But yeah, no, definitely. Nice. Uh, so, uh, so Chris wouldn't like you because Chris only focuses on hockey, our other host. Uh, whenever Carter and I get in tangents of like baseball and basketball, he just like doesn't know what's going on really. Um, so yeah, so I guess what's in the news right now, and it's kind of apparent um, right now, is obviously, and we haven't recorded since then, and it seems like forever, but the Jake Muzzin trade is a big one. Um, so if you guys haven't heard of it, Jake Muzzin, former LA Kings defenseman, uh, left-hand shot, is going to the Leafs for Carl Grundstrom, a 21-year-old Marley's forward prospects. Uh, Sean Dursey, who was drafted last year in the second round, is an overager, uh, right-hand shot defenseman for the Guelph Storm currently, part of a big trade between the OHL teams, and uh, and their first-round pick this year. Um, so yeah, so Gord, initial thoughts of the trade, really? Uh, well, it's something that needed to be done. Clearly, the defense has been lacking all year. Um, Hainsey slots down into a more, I don't know, I guess an agreeable position on the depth chart. Um, aside from that, the two prospects we gave up, I mean, Dursey's over a point per game right now since the trade. Uh, he was traded in the OHL as well, the Guelph Storm. Yep. So he's doing really well there. Um, but honestly, you don't know what he's going to turn into. You have a couple years before that happens. Mm-hmm. And Toronto's windows right now, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I always think of big defensemen that produce points in the OHL. They either turn into like a, they either turn into like a Ryan Ellis or like a Ryan Spruill. 
Yeah, it could go either way. <laughs> like basically, it could go either way. So with Thursday, it's like people like him, and I've heard scouts talk like nice things about him, but yeah. you never know when he's like might take some development in the AHL. He won't be up until like three years from now. Well, it's a credit to our draft, or sorry, not our, their drafting. <laughs> um, really, it's uh, just a testament to how well you've you've done in the past. They're both second round picks that we gave up. Um, Grunstrom, I think he could slot in on LA just right now, but right now, yeah. uh, remains to be seen. I think they have uh, a bit of a tank going right now. So. Right. <laughs> right, so it's your experience. So you've covered the Marlies, the beat, uh, been there pretty much every game. Um, so what's the initial thoughts of Grunstrom like? Uh, well, this season, actually, I haven't been there every game. Uh, just recently, I uh, started going again uh, through my outlet and everything. But I'd say Grunstrom, he's obviously a top forward in the AHL, but is that going to translate? It remains to be seen. But uh, a lot of people were thinking that he'd be able to slot in with the Leaves as early as later in this season, perhaps next. Um, obviously, I think it's worth giving up those kind of assets to make your team better now in a window where you're looking to win a Stanley Cup. Right. I think the most important thing really with this trade is that they didn't give up any assets that are on the roster right now. That's the, that was the big thing that people are keep repeating that uh, you didn't have to give up a Kapner Janssen for, I think it was rumored that Carolina for Brett Pesci, they wanted a Kapner Janssen coming back the other way. Um, so really just not being able to give up any of their assets that are actually contributing right now. Um, is probably the most important part, and you still added the blue line. Um, it's a little bit of a fallback for Jake Gardner as well. You know, he's he's yeah. his contracts up, so yeah, it's a, yeah, it's my initial thought also during the coming minutes after the trade was like, oh, this is probably this is like ninety percent Gardner's he's, gone now. Yeah, he's like done. it's it's hard to justify, especially with the big contracts coming up. Then, well, especially for the comparables like like Matt Dumba, I think he received six million off his entry level. Right. Um, I mean, he's a 50-point defenseman as well. Um, right. Gardner's having a bit of an off year. I think he's on pace for about 40, 41 points. Right. So, uh, hard to justify re-signing someone, especially when they're going to be on their downswing of their career. He probably wants yeah. to get a term. That's um, a big thing. Like, the kind of, it's been um, going through kind of his year with Gardner that I, I was like the biggest Gardner, like, stan. I was just like going hard for him like the past t- couple of years. And now it's kind of, you see that decline. You see that decline in production but then also just decline in some of the numbers that I always relied on to defend him right almost. like um, I don't know if his course he's gone down really but it's just like something that like zone exits as well or? yeah something a little thing like that I'm just getting up uh, my favorite stat that people make fun of me for uh, so with their so with Gardner's war right now it's actually the highest it's been um in his career, four per sixty. So it's it's tough to say because he's had a really good year, just like from all the like little minutia of everything. But I think it's just one of those guys that you just have to let go, and you're not going to give term to if he accepts like a a three year deal for like five and a half. Maybe you keep him around. It's still hard. You're gonna it's have still to squeeze hard, in. Yeah, and then like you'll yeah after that three. Because, yeah, then it'll overlap because I always think of timeline with the cap. Like, you always got to think of who's coming up And after. prospects, yeah. Yeah, so, like... Well, you got to hope that Sandine or Lilligren, one of one of two or both, are going to be ready within yeah. a year or two. I think, yeah, I think a Best lot of people are, are saying, from what I've seen, that Sandine will be up next year, possibly. 
he seems, yeah, well, Lilligren's a bit more of a project in terms of skill set and everything, right. um, and translating that to the next level. Um, obviously dealt with a little bit of injuries this year. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to have to get back into the swing of things. Um, but yeah, even before the uh, the World Junior break, I believe, I think it was Dubas, he said uh, he might be challenging for a spot mm -hmm. later in the season. So it remains to be seen if he's still going to be in that position considering right. the injury. But I think I think a big thing that actually kind of helped, like, his in not to be, like, immoral that his injury helped the team but like because of all Seattle coming in if either of them made their debut burns a year it, be, it yeah. burns a year and then you have to protect them yeah. so if they just keep stay down in the A then it's fine um, so back to like the timeline I just realized like even if you sign Gardner to a four year deal then both Kadri and Riley are coming up after three years and he's not going to accept anything less than a th oh, four year deal I think yeah so, he's like, Norris candidate now so yeah so have to do I, with that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think Gardner might be on his way out unless he just randomly wants like I really want to win. If the Leafs don't win this year, I really want to win. I'll sign two years. One year, I, two year. Yeah, I just it's hard two. to do that when you're you're coming off such a I don't know, a big productive season like yeah. last year. This season, even a forty point defenseman, like it's Yeah. And he's twenty eight, so it's like this is the time that usually players sign their cash six in, years, seven years. The JVRs of the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where and but there's also a trend that like is happening in the NHL where uh, guys are signing less and less. Like you see, Patrick Henry is like, right. you're signing um, guys with term that like think of term positively. You're signing like Michael Kempneys, like of the world. Just well, like, yeah, you're betting on the younger players these days. Yeah, so you got to think of like, will Garner like even in the open market get a over four year deal? But it's all like minutia. Well, Calvin Dehan got a pretty hefty price tag. Yeah, that's true, and it's kind of the same like skill level, the same reputation almost. Um, so yeah, so what else is in Leafs news is with Muzzin that uh, the pairings have changed, obviously. So now you don't have Hainsey playing well, fucking right? 25 minutes a night. Uh, Forgot this is a family program. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so now, like you said earlier, Hainsey moves down to Dermot, and then you have still have Gardner, Zaitsev, and then I think it was... Well, this is where the question comes nights. in. Do you, what do you do with him? Um, I know Babcock said yesterday after practice they want to keep him on the left side just because he has to settle in with the new team and everything. Right. But also, Riley, just how productive he's been, um, mm -hmm. stud defenseman this year. So yeah. do you really want to mess with that? It's it's a balancing yeah, it's, act, I guess. Yeah, and like, because I know Riley, Riley's going to be shifting on the right, obviously, so it's kind of hard. Like, his play might decrease, but still. Well, yeah, like, he referenced Lidstrom as someone who yeah, yeah, always wanted like, to be on his forehand making all the plays, right? Yeah, and I was I was listening to another, I'm not going to say the name of the podcast, because we're not promoting other podcasts. Uh, just that, like, they're talking about, like, to Babcock about, like, with the Ducks, when they went to the cup final, they had six left-hand D. When the, with the Red Wings, they had six left-hand D. But, they, but then Babcock said that basically this game's too fast now to even, like, to be able to take a pass on the backhand. Well, I think it's get it. I think it's the Penguins that just have Latang as the the yeah. lone ready. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's 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 a balancing act. Like you want to be right, like correct. But if the Leafs did that right now, it'd be like Riley Zaitsev. Well, you. I, I would think Hall, like, I would think Dermot would move up to the right side. I'd like that. I'd like yeah, to see that. Yeah, yeah. Even did with Muzzin or something. Did you play with the Marlies on the right side at all, or um, from what you've seen? Honestly, not really. Um, they, they're pretty good with balancing that. Because, like, Dermot and Hall was a pairing, right? Yeah. For, like, a good potion. Yeah. And then they've done, like, Rosen, Lilligren, which I, might be a pairing Rosen is year. more prone to switch, I'd say. Oh, but yeah? I, that's someone who I'd like to see. Okay, yeah. So, like, 
And especially with the two-year contract that he just signed uh, like a month ago now and extensions. So then that's a real cheap option to kind of... Well, for next year, in, for sure. Include next we have, year. We have more insurance now. Yeah. But. So I think overall the Leafs are in a good position to kind of push for a couple of years at least. Um, yeah. So I think it's tough to say because you never know what's happening and there'll be upcoming moves like... Um, they're carrying nine defensemen right now, so you know. Well, really there know. is an impending move. Um, yeah, Ozaganov, he's waiver exempt, so you might think he's the logical option to go down. It, it is the kind of. Most but Babcock obvious. also loves him, so yeah, you it's, never know. It's, it's hard. They might just or put Hall or uh, Marinson through waivers. So yeah, and would you do waivers or would you try to trade? Them? Are they going to get picked up? Uh, Remains you to be seen. There's not really a big sample size for either of them. I mean, Marinson a little bit, but Marinson has more of like a NHL career, obviously, like. Yeah, he's but just like he's a pretty conservative option. Always played like I think I, I saw it the two, other day. three, no, four games now maybe. And it was like a total of like twenty minutes. Yeah. Like, it's like not that much, and that's his whole NHL career. So you never really know. Well, you'd like um, to see him get more of a shot too, but yeah. And like Merch is only under contract for this year, and then he's a UFA. So yeah. if any team is picking up on waivers, then he's not really, and he sucks. Then <laughs> they just like could yeah. just whatever. Well, obviously, if they're playing tonight, uh, it's recording on a Friday, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it'd be really nice to see, like, obviously they're going to the toy with it a little bit, but it'd be nice to see Riley Gardner, maybe, yeah, reunited. That's, that's a big thing that we've talked about previously. Um, my, like, goal, or, like, my wish is, would be Riley and Gardner, and then, like, a Muzzin. Even Dermot. I guess I said we're Muzzin Dermot, and then... <laughs> uh, well, I, you'd like to see, like, Muzzin, I don't know... Like, he, he obviously raises the level of player with uh, the players around him, but yeah. I don't know about Zaitsev. It's really hard. He's having a bit of a down year. He's yeah, been in a bit of a slump. So, yeah, got I his first primary assist in something like 80 <laughs> games, more than that. It was like 450 days. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's like this is the time to really experiment. Like, because uh, you know you're making the playoffs. Like, it's almost a guarantee right now. Well, now you get to play around. And then now it's like, okay, I'm Muzzin. We'll, like, see before the trade. Well, you, you want to see him with Riley because. Presumably, they're the two top D on the team now. Right. Um, but not to discount Gardner, I I think he'd slot in really nicely over there. Um, like you said, yeah. they have really good Corsi ratings together. Yeah, and they've only played I think it was like 200 even strength minutes since like 2015. It's a decent sample size. So it's a, it's decent, but it's like over so many years. Too, yeah. Where you never really could make sure of like. Well, it's never like, been for a prolonged period of time. Yeah, That's the like, other thing. Like Riley was what a sophomore then, like. Back yeah. Then, so you oh, yeah. Really know, like, Completely different player now. Yeah. So willing to take more risks. So it's like a, it's a balancing act, but again, like you never really know with this team, and they could just surprise you with a random move. Um, is there any moves that you would like to see? Like, I way? mean, they're they're pretty cap strapped right now, so right. I'm not not to say that Dubas is done. Um, mm-hmm. That'd be really unfair to say because I think he's always trying to cook something up. Yeah. But. It's uh, it's gonna be hard to squeeze everybody in because considering the cap crunch next year, you don't want any or- overages to carry over next year. Right. That would really hurt them. Um, so really, I, they don't have much to play with. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, another D would be nice just to solidify things. Who gets bumped out of the lineup remains to be seen. Uh, right. I don't think Babcock would ever like to see Hainsey out of the lineup. Yeah. Even though it might be the most logical choice, um, he's slowing down. But who knows? In a reduced role, well, yeah. hopefully he does well. Well, that's the problem, like, that I'm seeing kind of right now. Like, a lot of people are saying, and I'm currently writing something about Nick Jensen, but, like, if you acquire a defenseman like him that's really cheap, like, underrated, um, do you think he'd even play over someone like Zaitsev or Hingsy? Like, it's hard to say. Coach's decision, most likely not, but, I don't know, maybe when he sees everybody together in that group. Obviously, it would slot in, like, a lot nicer. Yeah. 
it's hard to see like so you have Riley Muzzin like with Babcock's mind like you have Riley Muzzin Gardner Zaitsev and then Hainsey and Dermott then like if you put Jensen in there he's an NHL defenseman obviously and like he can move the puck and he can skate yeah so I, I would love he fits his, the team's complexion yeah, I think perfectly he'd look perfect like beside Gardner but, of course um, would they move that pairing down so then like you have a Zaitsev like I don't think there's they're any juggling way. a lot right now, yeah. and you want to. I don't know. I don't know what their plans are for Zaitsev, but at this point, you want to raise the stock as much as you can. Hopefully, unload that contract. Yeah. It's kind of horrible. There's been reports earlier that uh, they're definitely trying to move that. Put them on the power contract. play at least, like second power play, boost those yeah, numbers. It's, it's hard because yeah. then you got to balance a lot. Well, that's what happened. His first year, he came over yeah. here, stuck him on the power play, put up a bunch of points, signed him to an absurd contract. Yeah, well, yeah. looks absurd now. Everybody yeah, thought it was, it was good at the time, but yeah. <laughs> I was, it's tough to give defenseman terms. Story for another time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, anyways, uh, like more around the league, I guess. Not to do so leaf centric, leafs heavy like we usually do. Um, a major story around right now is the whole Panarin and Bobrovsky thing in Columbus. Um, any thoughts on that one? Well, they're in a really tough spot. Uh, I don't envy Yarmo Kekalainen right. one bit. <laughs> it's got a really tough job, but I, it's really hard to unload pieces like that when you are in a position to make a playoff run mm-hmm. um, for a city that hasn't won a playoff series ever. Yeah, it's, it's tough because then it's almost like... I was even thinking this morning when I was kind of thinking about it, like It's similar to, obviously, everything relates back to Toronto in here, but like... Uh, with what the Raptors are doing, they've won playoff series, but they haven't won one. So, like, they're just going all in, like, because we're this team, we have to just go all in. They like, just can't be... I don't think they can be buyers at this point. It's Yeah, yeah I don't... You want to be accumulating assets more than anything. Yeah, it's tough. Controllable assets, I should yeah. say. I think that's the major thing. Assets with control years and something like that. Like, But it's tough because if you're Columbus, if you stay pat... Are you going to win a playoff series against like a Washington or Pittsburgh? Or Pittsburgh? Like it's maybe they're they're just hiding they have, there. They have a good chance against anyone. Yeah. Like, so or they drop down the wild card and face the Islanders, which I think they could beat. Um, but teams get hot and just things go wrong uh, for other teams. Like if Panarin just randomly gets injured, just like. Yeah, fair enough. It's like it's it'd be crazy just to. It's very hit and miss, but I like I don't think you can move Bobrovsky. You need yeah. a steady goaltender back there. Um, I think it's Corpusalo backing him up. He's not bad, but he hasn't come into his own. It wouldn't yet. be like someone just to start. It's not like a Grubauer situation no. last year where yeah, it's no. like okay, that's our guy. Stop gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think like it's so hard because you're coming from the mentality of like never winning a single playoff series before. Like it's insane to think of like. A team in its history to never do that. Yeah, and, and how just, close they are too. Like they have a lot of good pieces yeah. there. Got a lot of good young pieces. Yeah, like even like what was it three years ago? They had like over hundred points. Like they've had yeah. like crazy years, and then they just burn out. The goaltender. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, and they fleece Chicago to get Panarin. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, it's it's because I feel like there's some pressure on them right now to make a decision whether to go, like. I but how far does it set you back if you end up keeping them and then they walk for exactly. nothing? Exactly. That's like I'm thinking, like you were saying with control years, like if you... Whatever you trade, you're not going to get equal value back whatsoever, but you might get a young piece who's maybe like a 20 goal scorer. But even like, I'm trying to think, because I think Panarin will go out west no matter what, because I think if Columbus is actually wanting to win, they won't... The ideal thing would be like... Get him out of the conference. Trade him to Washington for like Burakovsky, Bowie, and like their next two first or something like that. Like someone like... 
that's almost NHL ready and like someone that's already. Well, and then there's it. teams coming like their windows closing, like Washington, right? So. Yeah, so they might want to extend that a little bit um, to win the second cup in a row. Um, but even like a team, like the like the Blues, maybe like if you could get. Say the it would have to be a sign and trade at that point, I think, because I don't know, because they're offloading everyone too. Yeah, it's tough. Like it's those teams that are like on the cusp, but they they need. Well, like, everybody's really close right now. Yeah, <laughs> the parity is like pretty insane. They still need like a core piece. Like they could use with like I don't know what the standings are right now. As usual, we're unprepared in on this podcast. Um, but it's like just a team that's kind of there but not like could use that extra thing in the well best. i don't it's tough because columbus is starting to fall out of favor it looks like yeah they're in the second wild card and montreal's just in front of them yeah it's <laughs> tough yeah. like if you if you do this trade would like a team like like minnesota or nashville like i think nashville is more of like we're going all in well they have to at this point so if you do that if you trade panera to nashville i don't know if they could make it work cap wise but uh and then you get someone back that's like a young player, like uh, like a Fabro, and then a uh, I'm trying to think of like someone that's on their roster that's like twenty two. My computer's being really slow, but uh, <laughs> like someone that just is like on the edge of like being still a young player with a lot of control years, but they can still like Victor Arvidsson maybe, but he's a little bit older. Yeah, like I. But they really they like, also want they, him. They to really run. need Arvidsson, yeah. <laughs> so like, if Columbus is willing to do a deal for like, uh, I don't know what prospects Nashville has. The finish. <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, his name. Tolvanen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'd actually be really sick because, yeah, then Tolvanen could come back next year, play really well. You get Tolvanen, Fabro in a first. I think it's reasonable. Rental, it's like crazy good. Yeah. Um, so then you have like then Columbus still has Tolvin who might I don't think he'll play this year that's the thing like yeah. it's just about making a run it. right now yeah yeah it's hard like uh, I don't it's know it's a tough decision it's, I don't envy his position <laughs> I know like you you could balance everything like you could always think about uh, whatever's going on like with a different pressure and there's a lot more things just in like we're not like just doing be a gem where it's like just go whatever like well, I think someone it. that might be in the market even is like someone like Boston. I know they're looking. Well, they're looking mostly to upgrade their center position, uh, just going into the playoffs. I think it's Forsbaka Carlson has been uh, their fourth line center, so they want to bump him. He's been up and down. Yeah. So. But even like someone like Boston that really wants to go all in, like, would you trade like a DeBrusque for Panarin? Well, that's like, that's kind of the that's, that's the thing. That's, that's the pieces the, that they'd be going for. Yeah, that's the put. I, if I was Columbus, I'd be like, okay, give me DeBrusque, and then like. Who's that other prospect that they have? I don't know. They've like, Yeah, like, someone that's on their current roster that's, like, under 24, but then still, and then just, like... Well, they've got a good assets. farm system. It's just yeah, yeah. a matter of who they want to pry loose from there or who they would be willing to let go. Yeah, it's tough. Like, just for one year, because it's going to be a rental. Like, it's not a high likelihood that he resigns. He yeah. could, but you never know. It seems like he has his own motives just by his interviews and everything. That's true. It's he's been respectful though, so it's nice to see. Yeah, with someone like like Ryan Donato, who's like in the HL right now. Yeah, and but then he could play. He's up and down. I think he's like could play there. Jack Sonica, the they just have a lot of youth on that roster as it is, so I'm pretty sure they're trying to balance it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's hard to think like just what. Well, in their windows, gonna start closing. Like not, I don't know. They have a good cupboard and everything, like a roster mm-hmm. cupboard. 
It's just like, I don't know, the Bergerons are getting older, the Krejci's, yeah. Char is going to be done soon. Yeah. There'll be a lot. They have a lot of people like coming up and everything, the McAvoy's and whatnot, but... Yeah, yeah. It's hard, man. You just got to think like, I don't know, it's tough, man. Uh, That's why we're not GMs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Um, what else has been going on in the league? Carter Hart's on a big win streak. Yeah, there's Carter Hart. He's... He's there. Sleeper pick for Calder, maybe? <laughs> uh, I saw an article yesterday. I think it was Hockey Writers or someone like that. Okay. But, uh, no, it got me thinking, like, for sure, if he's... I'm not saying he's going to get them in the playoffs, but if he does, then almost a lock. <laughs> yeah. Like There's some good young defensemen, though, but... Yeah. Also very deserving. Yeah, it's tough, like, what the standings are right now. Like, Philly's only... Oh, shit. Philly's not... At least nine points out, so I don't think... <laughs> yeah, and I don't think you're going to take it away time, from Deline either, but... Yeah, yeah. It's... Yeah, I don't think Philly's anywhere close, really, but... <laughs> I didn't know they're that far out. Jesus. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. No, and then they're going to start selling everybody soon, too. So yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. There's also that. I don't even know what's happening anymore. Um, <laughs> if you were to pick right now, who would be your heart candidate for doing really early voting... Talking about trophies. I don't know. That is honestly a good question. Yeah. Uh, so the main n- names I've been seeing are Kucherov and then well, McDavid. It's kind of hard to leave out the leading point man. But. Mm. McDavid on a trash team. Yeah. <laughs> Another one I've been seeing is a lot of Johnny Goudreau. Well, I don't know. I don't think Goudreau gets this respect that he honestly yeah. deserves. I think he's one of the best, if not the best winger right now in the league. So... Hard to it's justify tough. otherwise. Yeah, like you could say Kucherov, but, but they like, built something really nice in Calgary too. So yeah, and that's a big thing. Like right now, like that central division is a lot weaker than it has been. Oh, yeah. Pacifics, fuck, man, I'm out of it today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like out of the Pacific, you have Vegas, who's on like a pretty good solid streak, and their numbers are really well. They started good. really poorly, but they really came on. Yeah, yeah, and then like. Um, so Vegas and Sharks, and then you have the Flames, and that's pretty much it right now. Like, and Flames are playing way better than any of them in the regular season right now. So it's tough to say like what happens in the playoffs, what the matchups will be like. Um, but I think the Flames has a really good shot of making their first final in a lot, very, very long time. When they got robbed, but yeah, <laughs> how crazy would it be like a Flames Leafs final? Uh, all, Cana- you, all Canadian anything all Canadian like last battle. year I'm pretty sure everybody was fantasizing, fantasizing sorry about uh, Winnipeg and Toronto but yeah I love that ended up so. yeah <laughs> oh yeah um, yeah it's just like it's uh, it's a lot like I don't know I, things the league's actually kind of interesting right now like things are going on movements happening you have the trade deadline coming well up. just the Atlantic for example like I think they're separated well the Leafs are separated from two, three teams by just a point. Mm-hmm. So, not looking too good in that respect because you could fall into a wild card spot if you go on a little skid. But Yeah, and but I, don't, I think with the moves that they're hopefully making before the deadline, it'll be a little tough to yeah. get up from that. You I, never know, though. The only thing I'd know. like to see is maybe just unload some contracts, like even a Connor Brown. He's he's not playing as high up in the lineup as you'd like. Yeah, for oh, well, the money. Not, yeah, for the money, that's what I mean. Not in front of other players that are on the roster. Right. But... It's just, it's going to eat your cap next year. <laughs> it's true, like... And you could put a replacement-level player there and be just fine, I'd yeah, say. like... Or bring someone people, up like a Trevor Moore. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I think Trevor Moore there would be amazing. And I think saving. he should still be there, but yeah. <laughs> besides the fact. <laughs> and I think you're... Uh, and you'd be saving, what, like... 
what's his cap? Two point one. So yeah. it'd be like you'd be saving one and a half. Because yeah. Trevor Moore's contract's like seven hundred fifty k next year. Yeah. So you'd be saving like one point four mil, which could be well. Every little, dollar's gonna count soon. Exactly. You got to make the little the little moves that'll get you that extra mil or something. Um, well, just like getting Muzzin for cheaper than what Gardner is now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the cap's gonna get raised by three mil or so. So. Yeah, that's the thing. Like you never know. I think there's gonna be. I'm seeing like things that they're gonna be cap screwed, and then like they won't be. But like if things go this way, or if they bridge Marner, like blah blah blah. Like it's just a lot right now. Um, I think their management team has it settled, but yeah, I, I yeah, it's tough. Like you never know what's gonna happen. Um, so this one's gonna be a little short one, right now. Uh, just because it was a last minute little solo effort, just to get something for. Our for the fans, man. For the fans. Do it for the fans. Um, so one thing that we do usually on this podcast is one thing called CRTC Corner, which is uh, we recommend, it's a little recommendation thing of Canadian media. Really? So it's a, you recommend a book, album, film, whatever, article of strictly Canadian of anything. Hmm. So if you can't think of anything... Um, Give me some time on it. Fuck, I can't think of anything either. Yeah, put me on the spot. <laughs> I thought, it, I was like, oh, we should do this segment, and then it's not working right now. Um, I'm going to say right now to read a book. <laughs> read a book. Read a book. Um, I'll say, because we met him last week, uh, I'll say Ken Reed. We had, we met Ken Reed last week. And, Ooh, hockey card stories. Um, and hockey card stories, too. I'm going to say One Night Only. Ooh, that one. So if you if you guys don't know about the book, it's a a book about any NHL the, players that had one night in the NHL. Exactly. Basically. Exactly. So I think the main guy that he kind of interviewed, which is funny, is Don Cherry for that one, because uh, he did only play one game in the NHL. Um, and yeah, so I've read it before, and it's a really good book, really solid book. That's just like not a real story that you hear a lot. Um, around the league you always hear the stars and the books about the stars but you never hear about the one guy that played one game of his dreams and now they're cleaning pools for a living or something like that or building pools um so any idea for <laughs> always a big fan of the sheepdog oh, so yeah. okay, yeah. I'll throw out a little shout out good, there good Canadian content you can just say band we've just said bands before so uh so yeah the sheepdogs they've been solid Solid. I haven't listened to a lot of them, but oh, I saw them in Nova Scotia a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, that'd be sick. Are they from out there or from Ontario? I think they're Saskatchewan based. Saskatchewan. Okay. Okay. Um, so because this is the last minute, we don't have a mailbag, or we won't update the fantasy league that we have between us right now. Um, so yeah, I think that's it for right now. Thanks, Gord. Thank for... you. Wear, wear the shirt next time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you for doing this last minute. And thank you to everyone that tuned in and just saw that it's just going to be half an hour, really. Uh, so thank you. And where can people find your work? Uh, well, primarily, obviously on Twitter, I'm at Brown underscore. And you can find me on Barnburner. Um, I do game reports, a little bit of everything here and there. Perfect. So catch me on there as well. Perfect. And I'm at No Salary Retained. And follow the podcast at Takeoff Hosers. And yeah, I'll write some stuff that people can read. All right. All right. See ya. Take it easy. Bye.